What is happening, everybody? On today's show, we are fully reacting to the Grove Bowl from over the weekend. Ole Miss with a whole lot of new, new quarterbacks, new running backs, new coordinators. Lane Kiffin, he's old, but he's about the only thing that's still around from last year. Lots of new stuff. We'll discuss it all coming up in just a second with uh, our our buddy from Locked On Ole Miss, Stephen Willis. He is going to break it all down for us. All that coming your way right now on Locked On SEC. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. Chris Gordy here with you. And thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. A reminder, you can find us wherever you find your podcast, And, of course, we're on YouTube now with the video version of the show. So you can do that as well. Let's waste no time. Let's jump right into it because we got plenty to discuss. Recapping all the different spring games that have been going on the last couple weeks. And now we head over to Oxford, Mississippi, as the Ole Miss Rebels held their annual Grove Bowl over the weekend. And... Just like LSU, is LSU and Ole Miss having their spring games on Saturday? And all anybody wants to talk about is the quarterback. So we're going to dive into that in just a second. But we welcome in our buddy Stephen Willis at the Stephen Willis on Twitter. He is host of Locked On Ole Miss. Stephen, what's going on, man? I'm doing quite well. Uh, it was fun to have the Grove Bowl this weekend. Actually, have a sample size to go off of when you're looking at what's going on. And it's pretty cool. I've, I've got. I might have some hot takes today. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's dive into it, Stephen. Because look, look, you know, when everybody heard, you know, we saw Luke Altmaier in the uh, in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor. Matt Corral goes down with the unfortunate injury, and we get to see a little glimpse into what Luke Altmaier looks like. Some good, some not so good. It was a mixed bag. It is what it is. But some people were saying, okay, we can roll with Luke, but can we find an upgrade this offseason? And they thought they did. They reach in the USC. They go get Jackson Dart, who had some nice games at USC and a nice talent, another Southern Cowboy to bring in here. Just had great success with Matt Corral. Um it was not good on Saturday, at least the first half from what we saw. And I know Lane Kiffin said afterwards, look, he was he was pressing, pressing. he was kind of doing some things, saying, you know, oh, man, I'm in my head here because I got to be the guy and I got to de- deliver. What did you make? Let's start with Jackson Dart. What did you make of his performance on Saturday? The first thing, Saturday was not good. But if you sit down and look at it, whenever things went well for him and he knew exactly where he needed to go and he wasn't pressured, it looked really good. The problem is that didn't happen very often. And he had a tendency to throw off platform when he didn't necessarily have to, and that forced inaccurate throws and interceptions and things like that. And if there's anything in this world that Lane um, Kiffin abhors more than turnovers, I don't know what it is. So if he does that, Luke Altmaier is going to win the job. But Jackson Dart, if he settles down, Jackson Dart reminds me a little bit of Matt Corral, but Matt Corral between 2018 in 2019, before Lane Kiffin got here, before he had his little um, come-to-Jesus moment in the spring of 2020, before all that happened, the same thing has to happen with Jackson Dart. The lights have to come on with him. If it does, he's going to be fine. He is unbelievably toolsy, and if you look at him when things go well, things just really pop with him. Now, the thing about with Luke Altmaier, we talked all the time. It's like, what type of quarterback needs to be there and win this job against somebody like Jackson Dart. 
what would be the perfect quarterback to do that? Somebody that's like, you know, a Brett Favre type quarterback, a gunslinger. Well, the answer to that would probably be a Drew Brees type quarterback. Unbelievably efficient. Somebody you can always count on to take care of the football. Just kind of machine-like, methodically moves the ball down the field. That's what Luke Altmaier has done all spring. In the Grove Bowl, Luke Altmaier was intentionally forcing the ball down the field because he's trying to add that tool to his tool chest. And in doing that, he needs to pick up a little bit more of that gunslinger mentality while Jackson Dart really needs to just run the ball, run the offense. I was surprised, Stephen. I I mean, I watched the game and, you know, again, my takeaway is I was very negative on on Jackson Dart. And as I was reading a lot of the Ole Miss comments on message boards and social media, I was actually surprised how positive people were about him. And I saw a lot of comments like, oh, it's just a spring game. Oh, he just got there. Oh, he's still learning the the offense. I was surprised that Ole Miss fans were pretty optimistic because normally, you know, what do you see on message boards? Oh, he stinks. Get rid of him. Let's go with the other guy. But I was a little surprised. Is that kind of what you heard from some people out there saying, giving him the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm seeing. But um, when you think of message boards, I think message boards are pretty much the most toxic place on the planet. <laughs> um, uh, but they like to have a take and then they will defend it to the grave. So if in January their take was Jackson Dart is going to be the savior, they were not going to let the spring game ruin that take. They were going to defend that to the grave. If all, the opposite was true, with they wanted Loke Altmaier um, – they defend that to the grave. My take is whoever wins the job, Ole Miss is going to be better for it because it's two high-class quarterbacks. Yeah, it's certainly – I mean, in your opinion, just to kind of put the cap on the quarterback talk, I mean, this is going to go on through the summer. They're, they won't be naming a quarterback anytime soon, right? Yeah, sometime probably around halftime of Georgia Tech, you'll know what the um, starting quarterback <laughs> is. So, I don't know. All of this is a game. The first – everybody needs to realize also with this quarterback competition – Luke Altmaier needed to be in this quarterback competition because if he wasn't after spring practice, he was gone. So he needed just for quarterback depth. The fact that Luke Altmaier did as well as he did is a blessing, and Ole Miss fans should take um, heed of what's going on. And also with Jackson Dart, the light has to bet come on a little bit that he needs to dig in and just play the position and get ready for fall camp, or Luke Altmaier is going to win this job. We're going to talk more on the offense with Stephen Willis in just a second, but need to remind you guys about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Look, it is a product that we just started using recently. If you want better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, I mean, the list goes on and on. I know a lot of you are out there taking the pills and the vitamins every day, and it's like, it feels like it's never ending. Well, our friends at Athletic Greens are making it way easy for you. It's all that stuff in one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absor- absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food stores, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, all the stuff that you want that's going to give you b- better gut health. And the best part is it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your coffee habit or whatever it is that you like to do right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition and to make it easy athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com college that's athleticgreens.com college and you can take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance Continue our conversation with Stephen Willis, host of Locked On 
Ole Miss. And, Stephen, just overall thoughts. We kind of touched on the quarterbacks already, but what did you make of the rest of the offense? Charlie Weiss Jr. coming in, and, you know, they're saying it's his show and he's going to be running it, but you got to think Lane's got something to do or at least some input into what the, the play calling looks like. But what did you make of the offense as a whole from what you saw in the Grove Bowl? The talent of this team has been upgraded in major league. You can just see it. Zach Evans looks like an unbelievably special player. He only got like three carries in the Grove Bowl, but that's all you want from him. You don't want him to tear an ACL in a spring game. You need him ready for Troy. Ulysses Bentley just had an unbelievably explosive catch. He had about three or four plays. They got him out of the game as well. Uh, Michael Trigg, who was basically put on Jackson Dart's team as a – familiarity familiarity key so just somebody that he's used to going to jack michael trigg is and zach evans is probably the best two athletes on the team michael trigg has a chance to be all sec year one in this offense this is an unbelievable special guy and i i'm not sure how he got out of the southeast to begin with (laughs) It, it was amazing watching him i mean he's an athletic freak uh, pulls down a couple touchdown grabs, and you're right. I mean, we start to talk best tight ends in this conference. I mean, obviously, you know, George is going to be right back there with Brock Bowers and Eric Gilbert being there now. But, um, yeah, I, I think when you talk SEC West, it's it's you don't get very far past Michael Trigg and the uh, impact that I think he's going to have just year one in the SEC this year. What would you make? I know they've been banged up a little bit at receivers. going to be some different faces, but I know some of the young guys kind of got some looks in there. What did you make of the receivers overall? Um, I'm go- I'm in the middle of doing my report cards on each position group, and the grade that the receiver is going to get is incomplete, um, honestly, because um, Deion Smith likely is going to transfer from LSU in June. Malik Heath is going to get there in June. They're looking at a guy from UCF that'll get there in June. Um, Jalen Knox did not play in that game. Um, other than the slot, I was really impressed with JJ Henry. I he I think he took a major step from his true freshman year. Um, playing that slot position, um, even to the point that he started over Jordan Watkins, the transfer from Louisville in. Jonathan Mingo didn't play in that game. So right now the grade would probably be incomplete when you look at the wide wide receiver position. Yeah, and that's what I thought with even with the, you know, as critical as we want to be on Dart and, and Altmeyer, a lot of those incompletions were drops. So they were plays that you know the Mingos and the Knoxes would make. And so uh yeah, that that certainly had to have a, a, an effect on it. How about defensively? I, I keep saying this, and people look at me like I'm crazy, but I keep saying I think Ole Miss's defense is going to get even better this year, and that's you know meaning you're going to lose guys like Sam Williams and, and a bunch of the other guys that they lost. But I just feel like you got a little bit more of a ferocious bunch this year, and I think they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're going to be really good. I did a video um, about a week and a half ago of can Ole Miss be a top three defense in the Southeastern Conference? And I – I don't think they can be Georgia, and I don't think they can be Alabama, but the rest of that next tier down, they could bell cow that through. Now, defensive line, this is a better defensive line unit that they had last year, and last year they had Sam Williams. But J.J. Pagese has a chance to be a dominant player. If if Ole Miss ran a 4-3, he'd be a perfect three technique. But since Ole Miss kind of runs that 3-2-6 multiple, um, he's going to slot in um, really well on passing downs. Cedric Johnson's had five or six sacks last year. He came back. He's got a lot to do. And then you have like Jared Ivey and um, Isaiah Iton and Jamon Gordon. And it just goes on and on and on. You can even get to Taiwan Malone, who's playing baseball right now, 
but he was a top 150 recruit coming out of high school that has a chance to be an excellent defensive lineman. The weak spot of this team is probably going to be at the linebacker position, just looking at it. Now, you don't know who the starters are, but Troy Brown is probably who they want to start on the transfer from Central Michigan, and also Kari Coleman, the transfer from TCU, to kind of fill that void that Chance Campbell and um, Mark Robinson left behind. Very athletic guys. They can absolutely do all the job. But the SEC game, as we know, is a little bit quicker. It's a little bit faster. So as a linebacker position, you need to make that read a beat quicker. You need to know exactly what's going on. And as a transfer, that could probably be a little bit of, you know, a hindrance. But Ashante C. Strunk, um, Austin Keys coming back from injury, and, and people like that, the, uh, the linebackers have a chance to be good, but they're probably the weak spot. Now, the opposite of that is the secondary. The secondary don't miss. Six players start. You know, it's over half the defense. Right. But Otis Reese and Tysheen Johnson, Davis Nygmanusen, um had an interception in the spring game. Just an unbelievably athletic feat. He's a guy that if he wouldn't have got COVID, has a chance to be a defensive MVP type player in the Army All-American game or whatever they call it now. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, he's out there playing in corner and the guy that was going to be the corner is now a depth piece. And it just, there's probably 12 players back in that back in that two deep uh, on the secondary end that can really, really play. Ladarius Ten- Tennyson playing that Jake Springer role as kind of an outside linebacker hybrid with a DB that's always near the line of scrimmage played really well out here this spring. It is amazing, you know, when we talk about the transfer portal, and yeah, they go get a couple guys from USC and all that, but and the running backs from the Big 12, but it is crazy, the intra-conference transfers. We mentioned Malik Heath is coming over from Mississippi State, Ladarius Tennyson, uh, J.J. Pegues. I mean, these are guys in the SEC West coming to another SEC West school. It's going to be crazy when the season plays out because it almost feels like you got to think those guys are going to have a little bit of an extra chip on their shoulder playing their former teams, right? You would think that would happen. Um, I, I kind of hope it would happen, especially when we play Auburn. We have bad luck against those guys for whatever reason. I mean, we go to we go there last year in Auburn and we lose Matt Corral eventually. We have no starting receivers and everything that could go wrong did. And, and if Ole Miss wins that game, they have a shot at the playoff. Yeah, you don't even think about that. And, and it was it was it's just a weird situation, but. I hope they have a chip on their shoulder when Auburn comes to town. I, I do like Tennyson, and I like Pagese. Pagese reminds me almost a little bit of Gray Jerry back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, if he, was a four, he would be a 4-3-3 technique and be really good doing it. Um, as a nose guard, I'm interested to see what he looks like. Is he going to be that Isaac Goat, gross quick type nose guard or it, what he exactly is going to do? Because Katie Hill, the big guy, the um, Terrence Cody type, yeah, we got that covered. And did I see he got in on a two-point conversion? I mean, I know he did a little tight end at Auburn, but, like, that's yet another wrinkle. Lane Kiffin, I'm sure, will keep in his bag of tricks. Yeah, um, whenever he was at Oxford High, they basically – Oxford High won the state championship, basically running the Wildcat with J.J. Pegues at 300 pounds. (laughs) Who's going to stop him? (laughs) 
It's unbelievable. All right, more with Stephen Willis in just a second, but uh, need to take a quick second to remind you guys about our friends at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports informational needs. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs. We're in the thick of the NBA playoffs. Uh, We've got the MLB season. It's just started up. We're about two, three weeks in now. All the stuff that you need to find before you go place your wagers and do all that stuff is for you at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting uh, to playoffs, eSports, the NFL draft odds. All of that is up there for you right now. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device. Learn more about all the trends in action. And keep in mind, BetOnline, it is where the game starts. One more segment with our buddy Stephen Willis, host of Locked On Ole Miss. And I just want to kind of talk some uh, some big picture stuff with you, Stephen, because, you know, when we talk about Ole Miss and expectations, I was looking through that schedule and I'm going, man, feels like the schedule gets a little bit tougher. And, and granted, look, you know, opening last year, Neutrophil with Louisville, nobody knew what to expect with that. But I just look at the road trips for this team outside of Vandy and there's some tough ones and then there's some tough home games as well. I'm kind of setting the mark. I mean, I think seven and five regular season, you win a bowl game. Eight and five is kind of my expectations. Obviously, it's a big step back from what they did last year. But you think that's kind of realistic where they are right now? Well, it's a weird schedule. It really is. But the beginning of the schedule is unbelievably manageable. This team could be um, six and oh, seven and oh, um, going into a really difficult back half of the schedule. So basically, this team has to have their quarterback situation and everything going and everything clicking on the high gear by October 1st when Kentucky comes to town. That's kind of the kickoff of this season. This team should start 4-0. If they don't, it's a problem. Um, And the back end of the schedule, there's a couple of free shots um, that they're looking to get. Now, this Ole Miss-Alabama game, I think it's on November 12th, they've moved that to the end of the season. Traditionally, the first conference game for Ole Miss has been Alabama. Moving it to the end of the season tells me that CBS views them as that potential doubleheader game that they used on the Texas A&M game. They're they're looking forward to the Ole Miss um, Alabama game. Now, if things go right and bounce right, I'm probably thinking nine and three somewhere in there. Um, if it goes wrong, I'm I'm kind of with you, honestly. Yeah, and it's not to say that they go wrong. It's just it's it's tough. Like I could easily see they lose a close one at home to Kentucky. Kentucky's you know added some more weapons on offense and defense as well. Could easily see see them losing that one. Auburn at home, you know, again you mentioned is for some reason Ole Miss always kind of uh, they give fits from Auburn at LSU. I know LSU's down. I know they're kind of rebuilding, but Brian Kelly brought in a bunch of transfers there too. It's always a tough place to play. If it's a Saturday night in Death Valley, it gets even harder, even if LSU's you know struggling. At AM, people are picking AM as a preseason top, not just 10 team, but top five team. And if all these recruits that they brought in play as freshmen and, and hit their stride, AM could be a problem. Bam at home, of course, is always, you know, the most difficult game. And then at Arkansas, not easy. So it's not to say like Ole Miss can be a good team. It's just good teams lose tough games in tough environments. Oh, that's just this league. There's there's really no way around it. Um, one thing I'm looking forward to, and I think it is possible it could happen. Ole Miss is six or seven and zero, depending on when they do, and the game in Tiger Stadium. I want to see that. 2014, Ole Miss went down to Tiger Stadium um, undefeated. 
went down there. Game days down there. It was an atmosphere like an old timey Ole Miss LSU game. Yeah, low scoring. Yeah, it was ten to seven final. Um, they didn't kick a field goal at the end, even though they were in range. And Bo Wallace threw an interception, but that's not the point. The fans were unbelievably in it. LSU actually stormed the field. The point of this is when Ole Miss and LSU are competitive and it's a real game, and LSU is up because um, they're playing against a higher ranked Ole Miss team. That is a more special game than people realize. Yeah, I think that was the game uh, Les Miles said after the game. Tiger Stadium is where opponents' dreams go to die. And everybody was like, oh, it's so awesome. Great, great quote from Les. Um, Last thing for you, Stephen. How much, I mean, the Egg Bowl is going to be tough. Mississippi State's going through a little transition as well. But Will Rogers is back. You know, of all the teams that are trying to figure out the quarterback spot in the SEC, Mississippi State seems to have theirs figured out. Um, I mean, is that still a game that that Ole Miss needs to worry about? Obviously, it's it's the the rivalry game, but it does feel like, uh, man, you always get Mississippi State's best shot. Oh, always. That game's always going to be a big deal for Ole Miss, and it's always going to be a big deal for State. Because if you think about it, this year, year three for Mike Leach is always kind of that year. And this we have hit year three of Mike Leach in Starkville. So expect an upset or two down there. Um, expect them to give everything they have in Oxford. Thank goodness that game's in Oxford. Because <laughs> in Starkville, it might be a problem. But that game is always going to be – whenever they say throw out the records, most rivalries you can just kind of chuckle and go on about your business. With Ole Miss and State, yeah, that's kind of a real thing. It's going to be a fun Thanksgiving game once again. He is Stephen Willis. So remind all our listeners where they can find uh, your podcast and your show. Yeah, I'm on um, Locked On Ole Miss. You can search us on all your available platforms, and we're on YouTube. Also, if we hit 1,000 subscribers on our YouTube page, our YouTube channel, um, we are going to do a post-game live, um, complete with the Rebel Legend. I think a high school coach is going to come by, and we're going to break down some Ole Miss games and start having a little bit of fun doing it. In other words, football season is going to be lit, guys. Subscribe now. (laughs) That's awesome, Stephen. You do a great job, man. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll get you back on once this quarterback controversy uh, brews up again this summer, all right? Oh, yeah. You need to have me before October, right? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, No, it's been great, Chris, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much, Stephen. Appreciate it. Follow him on Twitter at the Stephen Willis. Appreciate him uh, joining us as always. Before we get out of here, need to remind you guys for the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our Draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts this Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, available on the Locked On NFL YouTube page and on the Odyssey app. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening. I'm Chris Gordy. Check us out on YouTube if you haven't. Subscribe. Search Locked On SEC. You can find us right there. Talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On SEC.